Hi community! Before we get into the good stuff, I just wanted to take a moment and thank you for beginning this journey with me. Beginnings are a lot of things. Nerve-wracking, spine-tingling, maybe a little exciting, but I think they're beautiful. This podcast is my outlet, but the community and conversations are yours forever. However you need to process that, whether it's in small doses or soaking all this lovely knowledge in at once, you do you. You won't be hearing too many openings like this, but I'll check in every now and then. For now, sit back, get comfy, and let the light in. Sienna Chanel, and welcome to Soul, a podcast that shares food for thought rooted in culture. Every episode, I sit down with a Black or Latinx woman to talk health, wellness, and self-love. Today's guest is Elaine Gonzalez-Johnson, founder of Latinas in Motion, host of the Mogul Mami podcast, and presenter on Michelle Obama's Becoming Tour. Welcome to Seoul. This is Sienna Chanel, and today we have the illustrious Elaine Gonzalez Johnson in the house. Elaine, how is your heart today? I am so happy today. You know, life is great. We love to see it. That really warms my heart because life is great today for me, too. <laughs> yes, girl. Um, so let's dive right in and talk about Latinas in Motion. This was your first venture? Yes. So Latinas in Motion is uh, my first child, my first business, my, mm-hmm. my, my business baby that I started in 2012. And basically, I struggled so much with body positivity and mm-hmm. my weight my entire life. But it wasn't until I got pregnant, gained 52 pounds, gave birth that I struggled with what I look like, what I felt like. I had this Mm -hmm. new body, this new baby, and felt so uncomfortable about doing anything about it. So I gravitated towards walking and jogging, and that became running. So then your girl was a runner, and here I was running the city of Philadelphia. And I participated in a Broad Street Run, which is a 10-mile long-distance race. And after doing that, I felt so amazing that I'm like, oh my gosh, I want other women to feel amazing. So I started this nonprofit organization, Latinas in Motion, and our mission is strictly to encourage, inspire, and empower women of color, specifically Mm -hmm. Latinas, to get active and get healthy. And I didn't want to name it Latinas Running or Latinas Run because although I find peace in in walking, jogging, running, that might not be everybody's story. So I want you to be empowered to you know, swim or ride your bike or dance or Zumba or whatever it is that you want to do as long as you're in motion. So that's, that's how Latinas in Motion was born. That's really beautiful. It sounds like you really love bringing people together. I do. How did you build this community through Latinas in Motion? So believe it or not, starting a community is so simple. I think we overthink things. I started off with basically like my inner circle. So any woman, black, white, Latina, 
in my email listserv and on my phone. I started there. So I literally sent out a text and an email. Hey, let's meet Saturday to do a 2.5 mile walk run. I had six other women meet me for the first time, but there's so much power in community that when people feel inspired, you know, they start telling other people about it. And so mm -hmm. Latinas in Motion literally decided to just grow based off of selfies that we would post on Facebook and just by word of mouth. So don't ever underestimate the power of how you make one person feel because mm -hmm. I believe like word of mouth is like the best marketing plan ever. Yeah. Um, how would you advise young Latinas who want to start something like this or get involved in health and wellness? So if you want to get started, you start by starting. I think that we get so intimidated because some of us are so committed to the product, right? The mm -hmm. product of looking a certain way. And I mean, like, who could blame you? We're, we're overwhelmed with the amount of media, social media, what we're looking at on TV of what people are saying that we should look like. And so you have all of these seeds that are planted in your mind time and time again of like, you need to look like this. You need to have small, small waist. You need to have a big butt. You need to have this, that you start mm -hmm. to feel like, oh my gosh, like I need to look like that. And the truth is, is that you don't, I feel like we're all made with a total different body composition. The goal is to be healthy. And what I want you to do is start to think about, okay, what do you want to do? If it is that you want to start a health and wellness business, you start by starting the biggest mm -hmm. The biggest thing that I run into when people like want to start a business in health and wellness is like this fear of mm -hmm. starting, this fear of failing when the reality is, is like, yo, you just have to do it because there are so many beautiful lessons in what some people may say failing. I feel like it's falling forward. Like for me, mm. everything that I went through, everything that I messed up in, you know, times that I was completely raggedy, it really helped propel me as a business owner and as an entrepreneur to do it better and to, to get better because we only learn by doing. So if you're thinking of like, oh, I wanna start this, start, you start by starting and literally, mm -hmm be committed to the process and just get connected to the process. So, okay, you want to start this business. What can you do today to get you closer to starting that business? Okay. You want to, you know, weigh this certain amount of weight. What can you do today? That's going to get you closer to that goal. When we mm -hmm. start to chunk down our goals into daily habits, that's the word for somebody. Your, your success in is found in what you do every day, not in what you think or not in what you hope. It's like, what are you doing every single day that's getting you closer to that thing that you want? That actually transitions really well to what I was going to talk about next, which I was doing a little digging on your website and just doing some research on you. And you've mentioned that you believe we're all created with a distinct soul assignment. That's S-O-U-L, not soul, the podcast. Um, how did you find your soul assignment and how are you continuing your soul work? That is so good. So I think that I found, you know, my purpose, my calling, my soul assignment by being so connected to what sets my soul on fire. Like mm. it's connecting with women lights me up, right? Health and wellness lights me up, you know, seeing people win and, and helping them cheer them on to get there. That's what 
lights me up, but I didn't know that until I got in the game, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't know what you're creative for by sitting down on your couch, watching TV all day. You have to be a doer. And if you ever feel like this tiny little feeling of like, oh my gosh, I really want to do that follow that, chase that, dig deep and really start to do that thing with excellence. So when I had this, when I tell y'all, it was like a tiny, tiny little feeling of like, yo, I should start a group for women to come together and get active because Mm -hmm. I had a career. I had already graduated. I was already married. I, you know, I was a mom, I was a new mom and I felt like there wasn't a community for me. And think about it from the time you're in kindergarten all the way, you know, till you graduate high school, or if you go to college, you're always a part of some type of team or Mm -hmm. a classroom or a community. Then you go into to work for me I had a career but I would literally go to work and come home go to work and come home Mm -hmm. and to me at the time I really didn't like to like mix work and home like you know how some people will go to happy hour or they'll hang out with their colleagues I Mm -hmm. feel like I see y'all all all the time I want to spend my time (laughs) with my boo you know so I was never that type of person and it's no shade for people who are like that but for me I would rather be with people that I'm not with eight hours out of the day right Mm-hmm. And so there was a sense of community missing. So when I had this tiny, just little inkling of like, okay, start Latinas in motion, I decided to run with it. And I have, I don't, I still to this day don't have an MBA, didn't have any experience starting a nonprofit, starting a business, or even knowing what to do. But it's just mm-hmm. that desire to to begin something, you figure it out. Like everything is figure outable, y'all. Like you mm-hmm. just start by starting. You find your purpose by following what your passion is. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, the way I felt when I was jogging and running and participating in races, that lit me up. It started a passion and I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to share this experience with other people. And so like, that's how Latinas Emotion was born. But if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, yo, I don't know what my soul assignment is. I would highly recommend that you spend time with yourself, figure out who you are, because the world is going to tell you a million things of who they think you are. So if you're not grounded in what you know to be true about you, it starts there. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's so important that we're grounded and we do that background self-work because as a business owner, let me bust y'all bubble right now. Everybody's going to have an opinion about what you should be doing, what Mm -hmm. you should be saying, what color your logo should be, how you should be leading. And if you didn't do that work before then, that self-work to get to know who you are, how are you going to lead? How are you going to run this business? They're going to run you ragged. You know what I'm saying? The reason why I'm so confident is because I do that work to get to know, okay, why do I do what I do? Who am I in my core? What is my purpose? So when someone says, you know what, Elaine, I think that maybe you shouldn't have a girl in your logo. I could say, okay, so when you start a business, you can create whatever it is you want to create. However, (laughs) that is what I wanted to do. That is what I wanted to embody. But because I'm confident enough in, in who I am and what I created, I could have those conversations and not be offended. But that came through experience because, you know, starting Latinas in Motion in 2012, everybody had an opinion about what I was doing, how I was running it. And I used to cry little baby rivers, but it's because I didn't do that work to be like, okay, why is this? Why is that your mission? Why is that your logo? Why do you run the way you do? Why do you lead the way you do? And once you start doing that work, I think life becomes easier. 
That was really beautiful. And you mentioned that it's about starting inside. It's about starting with you. So how has your identity as a Latina affected your health and wellness journey? Oh my gosh. So, you know, growing up, health and wellness was never a conversation we had ever. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, my earliest memories would be like my mom and my aunts getting on these like fad diets. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember not understanding like why are you guys doing that like why are you guys drinking those shakes or why are you guys so unhappy eating broccoli and air right like I didn't understand at a young age why they were doing that Mm -hmm. and then as I started to get older you know family members would call me things like oh you know like hi gordita that is not empowering okay and so I started to get so self-conscious about like although they meant it as a term of endearment, I felt like those were, they were planting little seeds of insecurity in me because it's like, so you think I'm fat? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, um, not knowing that they were affirming something. And although they meant it for good to me, it made me very self-conscious of like, okay, you know, why, why are you saying that about me? I'm starting to notice, you know, curves in my body or, mm-hmm. or being overweight. I've been overweight almost my entire life. Like health and wellness wasn't something that we talked about. And so then you go into high school, college, where now, you know, boys are involved and you want to date mm-hmm. and you become super self-conscious, but not knowing how to do something in a healthy way. Right. So mm-hmm. what did I start to do? I started to get into fad dieting because that's all I knew. We didn't talk about, you know, fruits and vegetables and all these other things. It was just like, I started to do what I knew, what I saw my family do. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until y'all, I was completely married with the, after I gave birth to my daughter that I started to Google, okay, how can I get healthy? What does health mean? What is a healthy BMI? Like just all these different things that I started to research on my own so that I Mm -hmm. could feel good about me. Because what I know to be true is whatever I was feeling internally, whether I liked it or not, I was putting out those messages externally, right? So when I didn't feel good about me, I was insecure as a mom. I was insecure as a wife. I was timid at work because everything is connected. Like your spiritual life, your physical life, your career, your mentality, like everything is connected. There is no outside bucket. And so now as a Latina, as a woman of color, who's in this area of health and wellness, but I'm not a size zero, right? Mm-hmm. I, I still enjoy eating, you know, my cultured food, but I understand that I have to do those things in moderation or switch some things up. Like I'm like, mom, maybe we can make cauliflower rice, right? Like just teaching them different things so that we could all kind of win this health and wellness thing together. But when you start doing the research, you know, Latinos, have the highest rates of obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. And how can we combat those things? By exercising and eating well. Do you know? I do know. (laughs) I relate to that so deeply because being half Dominican, I wasn't, it's not like I was saved from this judgment and the terms of endearment that aren't that endearing. Like, being called Faya a lot just because I didn't have my hair down or I didn't wear a dress that day or being told that I couldn't leave the house without putting lipstick on that that sticks with you and um obviously I'm young but 
like I, I can remember t like that transition from, you know, this really unhealthy mindset and insecure mindset, and then going into the health and wellness space through podcasting and realizing that I, I know who I am and I know who I want to be. And that's not defined by other people. So it took me a minute. It took me a beat to evaluate myself and what I wanted for myself and my health and wellness journey. But then when I got there, I knew that podcasting was the right avenue for me because it would allow me to share my stories with other people and also amplify other women's stories who maybe don't get to talk about this as much in the health and wellness space. I love it, girl. You just better. <laughs> Thanks. Um, this is actually a great opportunity to talk about your podcast, um, Mogul Mommy, which also talks about, you know, purpose, spirituality, relationships, how to make money moves, um, all of that. So what inspired your podcast? So for me, I just wanted a platform where I can really teach women that you don't have to choose. I think the world does a really good job of making you feel like you could be a really amazing entrepreneur, or you could be a mom, or you could have this great career, or you could have a successful marriage. And so me and all my experiences of managing this whole world, right? And I tell people like, I know how to plan, pray, slay my life. I want to teach women to do the same thing. I want to teach, you know, people that my faith is the reason why I have been so successful in my career, in my marriage as a mom. And so I like to teach that to other people. And so for me, having a podcast just gave me the opportunity to really broaden up my bandwidth and share so much of myself instead of doing like these 30 to 60 second increments on Instagram and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Now you can hear me talk for 45 minutes about whatever I feel like God has put on my spirit that day. <laughs> It sounds like you have a really deep, deep sense of purpose and a really close relationship to your spirituality. Where do you think that comes from? Oh my gosh, that is such a great question. So I really do believe guys that prayers don't die. And my grandmother like loved, loved, loved the Lord and the way she used to pray over me as a child. And she passed away when I was in high school, but I feel like I am literally a walking, talking definition came into reality of the prayers that she prayed over my life, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you have that foundation of faith, of God, of knowing who you belong to, and when I say who, I mean God, I feel like that is just planted in your soul. And so I was just like really, really blessed to have amazing grandparents, amazing parents that set that foundation for me at a very young age. And although I've made crazy decisions and kind of fell off, I feel like now I just went right back to, oh my gosh, like to me, prayer is a secret sauce. Like God is the secret sauce of why I, I am who I am, how I could move the way I move and why I'm so confident in my calling. And so I talk about that all the time with people because it is such a big part of who I am. It's such a big part of my brand. It's such a big part of like all the products that I create. And so I'm like so happy that we're talking about that because for me, that's how I feel like I have peace is being so grounded in my relationship with God. Yeah, I totally, I can totally relate to that. It's definitely a journey and it's so empowering that you have that, that sense of spirit as well as a sense of 
outer purpose that you're sharing with other people. And I really appreciated, appreciated your point about doing it all. Like it is possible, even if you are underrepresented, to be every woman. It's all in you. <laughs> so how would you, <laughs> how would you define uh, Mogla Mommy and how does that tie to what you were just talking about? So Mogomami literally means a powerful woman who knows she can have it all. And having it all means defining success for yourself, right? So for me, success means, you know, doing homework with my children every night. Success means going on a date with my husband once a week. Success means, you know, living life on my own terms. But to you, success might mean owning 10 pairs of red bottoms or driving a Maybach car. There is no right or wrong answer. I think the most important thing is we have to know what success means for ourselves. Now with your parents saying that it means, your pastor saying it means, your boo saying that it means like figure out okay what makes me happy truly and we should literally live our lives doing the things that bring us joy not chasing a dollar not chasing a title the more connected you are to knowing what you were created for you can literally de design a life of your dreams and so like people will look at me am I a millionaire I'm not yet right? Like if the Lord has that for me, amen. But for me, I am successful because I get to honor who I am. I get to honor my family. I get to honor my purpose. And to me, that means more than any check somebody could write for me. Yeah, that's, I mean, I just continue to be empowered every time you speak. So <laughs> Um, but before we wrap up, I wanted to talk about COVID-19, something that we never would have imagined happening. Um, how have you been taking care during this time? Oh, girl, I've been washing my hands, minding my business, wearing a mask, drinking my water, taking my vitamins. Okay. Mm -hmm. I feel like now is a great time for everyone to serve your community, serve your family by knowing that we're in this together. There are people who be like, oh, COVID ain't real. Real people are dying. <laughs> oh, well, I don't want to wear a mask. Imagine the lives that you're saving by literally just wearing a mask, washing your hands, social distancing, you know, following the, the rules, if that's what we want to call them. But this is a time that I feel like we have to band together for the betterment of this world. Like my children deserve to know what it's like to go to school right now. They're virtual learning, right? I want to be able to run without wearing a mask, but I do those things because I care about my community, whether I know you or not. Mm -hmm. You did a little feature on Instagram where you were kind of talking to folks who are facing COVID right now and advise them on what to do to succeed in COVID times? And like, um, what would you say to people who are listening who maybe want to do something or they feel called to do something, but they just don't think it's the right time? Let me tell you something, okay? 2020 ain't canceled. Like whatever promises you have that you feel like, oh my gosh, God gave me this promise, or I had this vision, or I had this vision board for 2020. 2020 is not canceled. Like we have to continue to do the work. Maybe that means you pivoting your business, you pivoting how you do things, but it doesn't mean you get to sit on a bench and give up on what you know to be true for you. Like for me, yes, COVID is a very scary time as a business owner. You know, I eat what I kill, 
right? There is no such thing mm-hmm. as like, you know, sick days or vacation days. I literally still have to work. And although I spent maybe a good, a good four weeks when COVID first happened, feeling bad for myself, I woke up one day, CNN and said, you know what, girl, what are we going to do? How are we going to make this work? If I make most of my money by speaking and engaging, how can I do that in this virtual space? There is no excuse for you. You still have purpose, even in a pandemic. God's promises are still very real, even in a pandemic. 2020 is not canceled. You have to start walking it like you talk it. But that means that you have to get up from that bench, get up from that couch, get up from that bed and work. We, you're not going to get anything by, by wishing or hoping. You got to work for it. And, and you're not excluded from the work. You know what I'm saying? Like you literally have to put in the time to make sure that you're receiving or you're achieving whatever it is that you want. And I think that's why I love health and wellness so much. Because like, if you don't eat right, your body will not change. If I don't go to the gym, my shoulder caps are not going to be <laughs> defined, right? Like, but when you see my body changing, when you see my little curves carving out, it's because I put in the work every single day. Maybe not every single day. I work out five times out of the week, but it's, you can see it when you look at me, you can see like, okay, homegirl fit fit. Why? Cause I work out even when I don't feel like it, even when I don't want to do something for my business, I'm disciplined enough to put in that work. And the same applies to you. The last thing that I wanted to talk about, this has been amazing by the way, is you presented on Michelle Obama's becoming tour. And that's amazing because Michelle and Bob and I are best friends. I'm just, I, in case you didn't know, she's my best friend. Um, no, I'm not, girl. <laughs> so I wanted to close with the question, who are you becoming? Oh, I love that. I love that. You know, it's funny because I presented on her stage November, 2018. And I feel like now we're going into November, 2020 and I'm still becoming that girl. You know, I'm becoming a woman who's empowering other women to walk in their greatness, to honor their excellence, to figure out what their calling is. I'm becoming a woman who is extremely passionate about health and wellness. I'm becoming a woman who loves to see other people winning. And that takes work every single day, even when I don't feel like it. I got to wake up and be like, I got to be that girl. I said, I'm becoming. Thank you so much, Elaine. That was beautiful. This whole conversation has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. Yes. And girl, I love your voice. Your voice is so soothing. You're about (laughs) to just get like a million downloads. Thank you for having me. I know you could have had Michelle Obama. So thank you for having little old me. Um, yeah, of course. We love the illustrious Elaine. Michelle Obama, she's a little booked and busy right now. So <laughs> couldn't quite get her for today. No, this was great. I loved it so much. to Seoul. My guest in this episode was Elaine Gonzalez-Johnson, and I'd like to thank her for joining me today. You can check out Elaine's show, The Mogul Mommy Podcast, anywhere podcasts are found. If you enjoyed Seoul, share it with a friend, and have them follow us on Instagram, at Seoul the Podcast. That is at S-O-L-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. 
Take care and I will see you soon, sunshine.